Hello, and welcome to Home Comfort Tactics. My name is Eric Gans. I'm a certified home energy auditor. I work with the Home Performance with Energy Star program here in Maryland with Pepco and BGE. There's a huge void in the way people think about home improvements, and this show is going to fill the hole. I've been all over Maryland doing energy audits, and there is nothing but truth in the Department of Energy's staff. Nine out of ten homes are under-insulated. I hope that as the Inflation Reduction Act gains momentum, it's going to generate talk about home performance. And our goal is to help you understand what home performance is and how it all makes so much sense. Some of the things you learn on this show, you will be able to do yourself. Others, you're going to need a helping hand. The main thing is that knowing is going to give you a sense of calm and it's going to put you in the driver's seat to success. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. So we're live, right? We're live. Yep. Broadcasting to the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. This is the eighth episode of Home Comfort Tactics. I am Eric Gans. I am with Mr. Kyle Farrell. What's up, Kyle? Hey, what's up, man? Hey. So as you know, we're here. We're out in the field. We are in people's attics. We're looking behind the corners. We're in the hot spots. We're finding the problems that ultimately are going to help you, the homeowner, towards better comfort, better living, a more sustainable house, lower energy bills. And we love what it, uh, we love what we do and we just want to try to bring some of these things that we're finding out in people's homes, in people's attics. Uh, we want to bring it out to the uh, to the opening so that people can um, you know excuse me relate to these problems, maybe even take some of this information and find it around their own houses. So Kyle, what's going on? How are you? Anything you wanna, you know, start off with? Any type of housekeeping stuff? Anything new in your world? All right. If, if we're doing like general housekeeping, the craziest thing that's happened to me this week is that like yeah. raccoon getting in this lady died. Sure. Dad. Sure. Right. So for me, what I thought was sort of interesting that happened to me this week, and I think maybe you could even probably chime in a lot on this, Kyle. Okay. And that is that um, I've had, and it's just, it's been sort of like, which happens a lot lately. <laughs> and that is just sort of things are happening in twos and threes where a few different of the same type of thing will happen. And that is I'm getting calls from people that have already gotten the energy audit done in the past. And they're seeming like they're just a little bit lost. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they just, they know they need insulation. They probably got a touch of something out of the energy audit, but they just feel like something has been just left. I don't know. Um, what's the worst? Just leaves a little bit to be desired. Does that make sense? Right. Maybe that the audit wasn't explained to them properly, or like the value of insulation wasn't explained to them properly. Or like that. exactly, or something, because you know, you live in your own home, you sort of know the ins and outs of it. Maybe something didn't add up, or maybe the wall seemed okay. That doesn't seem like the right square footage for my type. You know, this my size house. 
what happened this week that was interesting is that yes, that that's kind of what happened. I got a call and you know I I asked the uh, person because here's how it works, and I think this is important too for people that are listening in Maryland. You know, if you're a BGE Pepco, you can get an energy audit from Company A, and you can call Company B, C, D, E, F, G on the list and have everybody you know take a look at the audit that Company A did. And they can get in there and sort of see things and read the information. And, you know, if you're an experienced energy auditor, you can take that information with just a few other bits of information, maybe a picture from Google or what have you. And you can get a lot of information. Well, that leads me back to what happened. I, you know, got my hands on the energy audit. I got a copy of the file. That's basically what it is. It's an electronic file, transfers around. It, it can be transferred around. It's totally above board. And I got a copy of the energy audit into my hands, and I started to take a look at things, and I looked at this, and I looked at that, and things weren't adding up. Uh, it, it just it, it didn't make sense to me how the addicts, and I don't want to get too technical. I mean, I'm talking to you, Kyle. You'll understand what I mean when I say the addicts seemed right. wrong. But what I'm really saying in lay terms is that the total square footage and the way that the addicts were set up in the audit didn't make sense to what I was seeing in, in the photographs. It was pretty much that simple. So I made an appointment to go out and I did a, a kind of a semi investigation, not a full audit or anything, because they just had the audit done a few months ago. So it's fresh. Right. And I didn't need to do another blower door test or anything like that. But we just walked around the house and I took some measurements and I got all my ducks in a row. And I came back and I sat down in my office and I started to put all the information in. And just from a conversation with the homeowner, and, you know, looking at how it was done before, I was able to determine that, you know, the way the customer, the homeowner wanted to insulate, the rebate went from $4,000 to $7,500. Actually, the $7,700. It got maxed out. Nice. Good. Yes, because okay. the audit was done incorrectly. So I think the takeaway for people here is it's a hard one right. because, you know, one of the first things I learned when I got, you know, into this is that, you know, a lot of the homeowner does not really understand, you know, what we're doing. And, and I wouldn't have understood either if I had it before I learned all this stuff. So you have to put a little bit of trust into your auditor. No, no, um, that's cool. So was this house all electric or what? Yes, it's an all electric house. Nice. Yes, yes, nice. all electric. Yeah. Encapsulation? Did you recommend encapsulation? Well, yeah, and that's kind of the thing. I mean, he wanted that. And, uh, yeah, he wanted that, and the whole duct system in the audit that I looked at, was it was completely modeled wrong. It was modeled as inside the... So, yeah, there were huge rebates to be gained right, from, right. you know, doing it slightly differently. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the whole scenario changed, and I think it changed his perspective but yeah he was interested in that he just had a lot of questions about it and we were talking about the benefits and and the pros and the cons right, but, um, right. so yeah that was a good one yeah yeah i just did an audit for a woman in like the baltimore area that was like similar but she was her concern was the roof and knowing if it's it's leaking or not and then, yeah well what did you tell her well, because that's a common question I get. 
I would say like every every three years, if you get a roof inspection, you're fine. She just got her roof replaced less than a year ago with architectural shingles. Yeah, they don't come off. I mean, right. maybe every once in a while, if they're old, they're pushing past the point they need to be replaced like 25 years from the time that they were installed. Right. Maybe. Well, they have that double patch like of like tar strip middle and then all the way at the bottom they just don't come up right so let me let me, sorry dude let me yeah. add to that because there is a nugget to be had here with this too because i used to do roofing right and the thing that i learned in several ways one from going to different training courses now i say i did roofing i wasn't on the roof but i was managing roofing projects i understood how a roof system goes from the top to the bottom for the bottom to the top right. here's the thing Shingles are designed for water to roll down. Right. You're not going to get leaks in your shingles unless there's ice damming. The most prevalent leak in a roof is around any type of penetration, plumbing penetration, chimneys. And the other part of this that I just want to mention, I can attest to this because all of the service calls that we ever got or new inquiries when roofs were leaking and we did inspections, 90% of them were around some type of penetration. So having said that, the fear of a leaky roof is not really something that needs to be you know anything that you actually need to have what you need to do is just be aware of the penetrations like you're around those areas and i tell people you can mark it off and you can always check that area like you said just have periodic checks and make sure those areas are caulked and sealed. Right. so yeah yeah and then another thing she was worried about is like she didn't want to have to replace everything if it did get wet and I don't know if you're familiar with like fiberglass or like, well, you are familiar with fiberglass cellulose, but if you get it wet and it gets moldy or retains any water for a period of time and loses the value, it'll have to be, it'll have to be replaced anyway. So she right. didn't want to do the encapsulation because she didn't want like, she wouldn't, she didn't want to have to like replace anything if anything went bad, but same situation she had work in the attic an entire heat pump in the attic it's just really really poor shape leaking really bad when i did lower door testing and infrared imaging mm -hmm. the uh pretty much every duct up there was was bright red 90 degrees the same temperature as the attic so i was running let's break that down so you're creating negative pressure with a big fan at the front door of this house you're pulling air from the inside to the outside and any air that gets replaced comes from the outside and you're seeing and feeling air coming through the supply ducts of the air conditioner or the, yeah. the heating which Every tells us what that there's leaks in the system from the attic and right. she was asking she was like another question she had follow-up she was a doctor she was very smart Another question she had as a follow-up was, well, do you have to seal the ductwork afterwards then if you do an encapsulation? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you're encapsulating, I mean, it, technically, there's going to be some airflow that, that pops out in the roof or the area that you're encapsulating. It's going into that area, though, and it's inside of the house. It's just going to stay in the shell. Exactly. exactly. So you don't have to seal it. It'd be a good idea if you want better pressure in other rooms, but I think it's it's more of like 
neither here or there, you know? If you don't do yes. it, it's okay. If you do it, it's okay. Right. It matter either way. It's the way good. Yes. Way be set up, yeah. The way that I also handle that question is exactly like you. It's like, hey, you know, one thing you could do that'd probably be better is just maybe a little bit of sealing around the air handler where the pressure is the you know greatest, and that'll get you out your air to the places you want the most. But you don't necessarily need to seal all of the ducts or invest that kind of money or time because yeah, any leakiness is just going to stay inside of your little shell, right? If we did, if we did end up doing the floor, I would say one hundred percent seal it. Seal it. It's all accessible. It's easy to get to. Might as well do it before, before laying any insulation down and burying all of it. It's so right. it'll breathe and leak into the attic. Another so, thing. Wait. So you're saying? Wait. So just so we can clarify, you're saying if you insulate in a different direction and at the floor, right? Yeah. Instead of going up the roof, then yeah, you know, if your ducts are outside of the envelope, then yeah, you want to seal and keep everything inside the system. Right, right, and that's like a whole nother thing in itself too, like positioning, positioning of the insulation. If we're doing an encapsulation versus versus the floor, and I was trying to push it because it was it, it's a better it made, option. It made sense, yeah. It's, but it's costly, and yeah, I see there's concern because of the leaking. Sure, stuff, yeah, sure. Then you have like, all right, so so example as like a car. So when you're driving a car, right in the winter time, it's completely fine completely fine most of the time unless you have like mechanical issues you're not taking care of in the summertime that's when you see a lot of problems with cars overheating cars um you know like belt snapping stuff like that because there's a lot of tension and a lot of pressure with the heat breaks okay. things down a lot quicker i see so the same thing happens with attic and the system being in the attic right and not conditioned and not covered or protected right i want to talk about it like that it's um so in other words for the system's longevity if it's if it's protected right which is actually a really good point because i didn't even i, I don't really even i didn't even think of but yes the longevity of your system is also a value add that you can put to the whole project when you're factoring up, you know, how much does this spray foam cost versus doing conventional, leaving it outside, right? That's, yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. And condensation too. So the condensation pump, if there's like a separate condensation pump. Right. Uh, will run like frequently in the summer. But if it's encapsulated, it won't need to pull as much air or condensate as much or dehumidify as much. Sorry, I should say it like that. Sure. When a system's running, it's it's running dehumidify at the same time, and then it goes in a condensation pan, and then out of the house. That's usually like a one-inch pipe that sticks out of the side of the house, something like that. That'll actually run a lot less too. So and the condensate pump has more lifespan. It's just like a whole nother a whole nother thing. That's awesome, man. It's like a trickle down yeah, effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep, definitely. Yeah. That's really that's good. Yeah. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, let's see, anything that uh, happened to you out there that was, I mean, obviously, you know, that was a cool story. <laughs> so I don't know anything else, anything else that you can think of right now? Anything? anything? No, not really. Yeah. Not really. yeah it was yeah, like too. a kind of, it, it was a mild, mild week. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, I think this week it's, 
really just about, you know, if you have gotten an energy audit and you've, you know, sort of feel like maybe you, you, you still don't kind of understand where you, which direction you need to go, you can always reach out and get another opinion. That's one thing. Um, absolutely, you want to, um, you know, just try to take advantage of all of the rebates that are available.